Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Salut tout le monde. Hey everybody. It is game over. It was game over midway through the second period, if we're being perfectly honest. Uh, but we have a fantastic guest with us tonight. And if, for those that have been following along, our, our, our fantastic fans, you'll notice that Jared over here uh, has the worst luck when it comes to Habs games. He was just telling me how we got the last two games he was on. Absolutely, the Habs got dominated. So maybe this is the last time Jared comes on the show tonight. No, no, no. We're really happy to have you here, Jared. Uh, really good, good guy. Honestly, just one of the nicest guys I've known. The person who taught me everything I know about women's hockey and also a fantastic Montreal Canadiens analyst. How's it going, Jared? I'm good. I was wondering where you were going. I've taught you everything because I'm like, I, I don't know where you're going with this. I know it's good to be here. It's good to be here. Man. Yeah, you taught, and also taught me everything I need, I know about bank robbing. But we're just gonna shh. Mum is the word on that. Nobody look into the recent bank robberies in Verdun. We're gonna say uh, salut to the chat. Alexandre Christian says salut Marquis, salut Jared. We also have Trizak always here, Trinka always here, and you, you both know what I'm gonna do tonight. I'm gonna trade some goalies. I'm gonna trade some goalies so hard tonight. Uh, maybe Jake Allen. We're not gonna ask for too too much, but we do have updates on the whole goalie trade situation, so we're gonna talk about that. Claire is here. Um, hi Claire, and and she puts it perfectly. Barfy game. That's about how, as well as I can put it, just like your beautiful daughter, Jared, there was a little bit of barf involved in the game tonight. So we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. But we do want to say salut to the entire chat. Merci beaucoup. Thank you for being here, uh, Kay. And uh, Salt was also here. Or Salty done? I don't know. What am, am I reading it right? Either was here last time, and so was Melissa, and so was Jean. So merci tout le monde d'avoir été ici. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Make sure to like the chat and uh, subscribe. Because eventually when we get to, I think it's 100,000 subscribers, um, I don't know, Steve said something or other about being, it being good. I'll be honest, I, I was eating chocolate, I was eating holiday chocolate, I wasn't paying attention in the meeting, but apparently we're this close to being excellent. All right, Jared, how, first of all, I need to know, how's your beautiful daughter? She's good, she's, she's sleeping right now. Uh, luckily, uh, fell asleep, I think, when it was still one nothing. so... <laughs> She didn't see most of the badness. She's too pure for it. She's too pure for that type of bad performance. For those that, that, that haven't, and, and Jared often brings his daughter around for, for, around for hockey games and rinks. Very, just the most adorable baby I've ever seen in my life. Always smiling. 
Like Jared, does she ever not smile? Oh, she she does. Mm. Yeah. No, no, normally when she's uh, with us alone, mm. uh, she puts on a show for everybody else. Okay, well, as, as all good kids go. Hey, that works for me. As I always play the uncle part whenever my friends have kids, and that's great for me. As long as they smile when I'm there, I load them up with sugar, and then I get the hell out. So, so I'm bringing soda over to your place next time around, Jared. That's uh, that's the deal. All right, rough game for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, let's get it out of the way right off the bat. It, I think, Jared, that was their worst defensive display we've seen all year and I feel like I'm always defending Jake Allen I don't want to say it wasn't his fault tonight but those two power play goals or the two penalty kill goals were just absolutely carbon copy terrible defense um the third goal Matheson and Saval it's got to go that 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 pairing's got to go and the fourth goal we actually saw Jaden Struble get in trouble for once Jordan Harris got in trouble so even our, our our perfect little angels in the third pairing were having a hard time how did you read it defensively for the Montreal Canadiens yeah, it was pretty ugly, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of factors going into it. I mean, you know, the first game back at home after a long road trip is always is always a struggle for, for teams. Yeah. Uh, and especially ones that are as inconsistent as the Canadians. Like, it's not like they're a veteran team. Let's, you know, let's be honest here. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't very good for anybody. I don't think we necessarily have to read too much into that, those struggles. Uh, but obviously, th- there needs to be some measure of of accountability, and and they have the the players to do it. They, I mean, they, they they can hold people accountable. Um, it just depends on you know whether it's it's you want to put players out there or they, whether they just want to you know uh, make make changes to the actual system itself. But yeah, ugly game. You want to learn from it, but you don't want to remember it too long. I I get the sense that this is one of those where just as you were saying you want to learn from it but at the same time this might be a burn the tape situation for (laughs) for for Martin Saint-Louis right like and I will say this as well and I know he's he's a young coach too he's actually the 11th longest tenured coach in the NHL believe it or not um just because after Saint-Louis got got hired everyone else got fired but um Martin Saint-Louis also lacked adjustments in this game and, and I feel like that's a common theme in a lot of the blowouts right it's he look he's dealing with a rough roster right now he's missing forwards he's had 11 forwards for a while now but there was a lack of adjustments from Martin Saint-Louis don't you think yeah I think that you know there's also only so much he can do right you mentioned the 11 forwards you know it's not like he has and much and a half, flexibility really. there yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and and he refuses to play certain players more than you know eight minutes a night so uh, I mean you, you Yulunin, know, just say his name it's Yulunin, and he actually had a good name I I think he actually ended up more than eight minutes keep talking I'll go look how many he, minutes he played on the power play he played on the power play at least so that's good hallelujah hey man he started the game by setting up Gallagher he set up Evans he set up Gallagher again I feel like Yulinen is that guy that that the moment you give him a few more minutes he takes advantage of it yeah he's he's really become a well-rounded player like he's kind of enforced you know when he first came up he was like offense 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 I mean you saw him in Laval mm-hmm. uh, as, as, as much as I did and I think he's really rounded him into a guy you can trust and I don't know why he doesn't trust him. Um, I, I I understand trying to get other guys going. You know, the they they they've been trying to get Monahan and Anderson and 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 those guys going. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, play the guys that are playing well. Like <laughs> it's it's not that complicated. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's it's I don't know why he's not getting a a regular look in in the top nine. But um, 
you know, that's why Marte St. Louis is in the Hall of Fame and getting paid to coach and, and I'm watching, but I mean, maybe there's reasons <laughs> for that. I don't know, but uh, like, like, I mean, it's, it's hard to get too critical, but if there's one thing, it, it just seems strange that yeah. it's, it's not, it's not going that way. Well, and especially because, okay, first of all, how many minutes do you think he played total? Well, today, I, maybe 11. 13. Oh, take that. Take that yeah. and sit on it. Well, third... It's because he lived in forwards. <laughs> right? The reason. Yeah, yeah. He was missing forwards and he actually played on the power play. And again, it was only Pizzetta and um, and Stevens who, who played less, right? So, yeah, you have to kind of judge in Congra- context. Congratulations. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, I will say this. The reason I bring it up is because the Montreal Canadiens clearly lack shooting talent, right? It's the number one thing that every single time you look at the, the roster, even when... Cole Caulfield was scoring, and let's be honest, right now he's his timing is off. You, they still lack shooting talent, and Yulin is one of the few guys that has a great shot. And he also, well, tonight we saw him as a playmaker. So, yeah, I, I don't quite get it. Um, and especially, you know, they'll dust him off in the shootout after not playing him all, all third period, right? So he's almost become like a special teams player. Uh, yeah, again, I'll defer to the coach just like you, but it's it's starting to become hard to justify having other guys in the lineup higher and getting more ice time than Yulinen. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been hard for a while. <laughs> yeah, right? It, 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 it's getting almost to the point where it's impossible. Um, because and it's not like it's just a young player who's not playing well. Like, it's not like Slavkovsky early in the year, right? Where yeah. he's not really he's not really forcing the issue. He's playing well. Yulinen's playing well. And, and, and it's just strange that he's not getting rewarded for it. Um as much as maybe other guys have in, yeah. in this year. So, well, I think, and also, you know, let's give credit to Saint Louis. He's had a lot of reclamation slash like development projects happening at the same time, which is not what should be in the in the NHL. But we will say this tonight: it was hard to justify giving him more minutes than, and Kay just nailed it in the chat, than Yoel Armia, because Yoel Armia had his one in ten elite game. Man, he was all over the ice. Strips Rasmus Dahlin, who might be a top three defenseman in the NHL. I don't know if there's any Sabres fans here, but man, Rasmus Dahlin is, oh, he's everything you want a, a defenseman to be. So the fact that Yoel Armia stole a puck from him just blew my mind, snipes it. Are we? How many How many more games until we see Armia score? No, that's the issue. He scored twice technically tonight, right? Um, oh yeah, well actually, so, I, mean... <laughs> I did miss the first, uh, the one that was refuted. What, what was that about? What was it offside again? Uh, goaltender interference. No. Uh, Pizzetta, Pizzetta kind of accidentally on purpose didn't try too hard to avoid the goalie. Perfect. Um, the perfect Pizzetta play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. I, I thought he actually looked good tonight and he had that that crazy look in his eyes. That's when you know Michael Pizzetta is going to do good is when he's got that crazy look in his eyes. Um, the, the Ryan White test. <laughs> the Ryan, yeah, that's exactly it. You're right. Every once in a while, he merges into, morphs into Ryan White, and he goes, you know, absolutely ballistic, and I, and I love it. Again, I'm a huge Michael Pizzetta fan. I figure if you're going to have a fourth line, you want a guy on there that's just creating chaos, that's taking as many hits and shots, and he's he's the one that, that goes right for the biggest guy on the other team. So I have a soft spot for, uh, for Michael Pizzetta. That being said, you're going to need more talent in the lineup. So that brings us back to guys like Union not getting that ice time. I, I think eventually he will. But for now, Martin Saint-Louis, again, 11 forwards. So, you know, lack of options. Who do you see come up from Laval? Because it's... I looked at it today, Jared. It's it's not great the situation in Laval. Like it's and do they even need to bring up a center? Because look at it. You have Evans, you have Suzuki, you have Monahan. 
Um, who am I? I'm forgetting. Oh, Mitchell Stevens. Does it have to be a center from from the Laval Rocket? No, I, I don't think it has to be a center. I, I think they have op options there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they have a guy like Philip Maillet, who has played center. Um, yeah, in the in KHL. I mean, let me look. Yeah, and look, you know, last year, who they have at center behind Suzuki was like Dvorak, Alex Belzil, and Chris Turney. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, no offense to them, but like, you know, you can't do... No matter who you call up and play at center. Whoa, my boy Benzin, you are not trash talking my boy Benzin, though. I swear to Look, God, out, Jared. I, I, I love the guy, but he's not an NHL center. Like, just, hey, um, hey, he was top twenty in the entire NHL in points per sixty last year. What? Quoi? Pride of Saint Eloi, Quebec. How, how dare you? How dare you? But like, they can even bring up a guy like Lucas Condota. You know, you talk about fourth liners like Pozzetta. Yeah, well, that's the um, thing. He's a guy that I. I He's a guy that can kind of come in, fit that role. Play He's played center. Role. He's playing center. Um, you know, they have guys who can play center without, you know, putting a, a Riley kidney in there and say, yeah. go, go, you go, kid. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, they, they have options, but yeah. uh, I don't think they need to have a center because they have guys that can fit in there if needed. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Philippe, I mean, Philippe Maillet strikes me as the guy that would come up, though, just because he's got that experience, yeah. right? But there's, there's another guy that I'm thinking of that doesn't even have a contract that deserves it. Do you know who I'm talking Brandon about? Gignac? Yeah, yeah, Brandon Gignac. He's he's been the Laval Rockets' best player. He's been better than Joshua Roy. He, he he's been he's been so good that I think it's hurting him because well they need it's him. hard to yeah, yeah. They, they, the, the the Rocket need him so the the, the whole thing Smart. with, with Gignac yeah. it, there's a lot of people here who are not here but like in on <laughs> online who are like it, as as soon as, as soon as they sign him they have, he has to go on waivers that's not the case no. it's only for players from Europe. Um, the problem is, is that if they sign him and call him up, as soon as he they want to put him down, he has to go through waivers, and I don't think they can risk that. They already are getting close with Mitchell Stevens too. Okay, but like, who gives a shit about waivers? Stop. Like, okay, I want everyone to stop worrying about waivers. And you actually bring up a really good point because that's something that people said that they lose him right away. But here's the thing: first of all, if Brandon Gignac gets claimed by another team, they have to keep him up, or else the Habs get a chance to claim him again. And and if he gets kept up, like, good for him, man. Like, have a career. Go out, bring up Leas Anderson. Like, it, it, I don't know this fear of waivers. It's so it's kind of like when i was younger i was afraid of the bermuda triangle and quicksand i was like i was petrified of them several years later i realized i don't have to be very afraid of them because when's the last time a guy got claimed from the habs on waivers i honestly can't remember like isn't it it's overblown jared i swear no to God, it's was it was it no jolson oh yeah it uh, might be hey yeah yeah and he actually went on to like the, be pretty decent for the for the canucks hey, yeah like, oh, shit that's I, a really I, good I, counter I, argument god damn it <laughs> but, but 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 honestly though the issue is not losing Brandon Gignac as a player, as an NHL player. That's not the issue. It's losing him for the, the issue is yeah. losing Brandon Gignac as an AHL player, yeah. where he's basically you know one you know he's not the captain. That's Gabriel Bork. But let's face it, Brandon Gignac is the heart and soul of that team right Big now. Big time. Yeah. And, and and they're playing well. They're starting to to make a a relative push, and I think that they just don't want to mess that up because. You know, they have other guys they can call up. You mentioned Leas Anderson. I, you know, yeah. we didn't even mention him at first. Like, he can play center, too. He's played yeah. center in the NHL. Uh, I think he might have been drafted as a center. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I mean, you know, in a pinch, they have these guys that they can call up. 
without doing that. And it sucks for Gignac. I think he'll get an NHL deal at the end of the season. It's almost like uh, I really do. Xavier Wallet back in the back in the day, they weren't calling him up because they needed him in Laval no matter what. They eventually did when they lost forty seven defensemen. But yeah, he kind of got like stuck there. And he, he was... played in the playoffs that year, right? Oh, he oh, he yeah. got called up, and then he was a he was the third pairing D in it's that uh, the bubble playoffs. What a, as what well, a right? crazy so... year! What a crazy year! Okay, well, well, and, and as Evan mentions right now as well, yeah, Laval just can't afford it because we're seeing Jakob Dobesh is playing a little bit better. We're seeing guys like Logan Mayu really firm up their their defensive game. Um, Kidney is out right now. I don't think he's on the road trip, but he was starting to produce a lot yeah. more now that he's had his opportunities. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're, that's a really good point right now that he has a lot more value to the Habs in the AHL than the NHL. Well, then how about this guy then? We, we glossed over him, Joshua Roy. I, I think, you know, I don't hate it. But at the same time, this isn't the beginning of the season where he was hot. Like he's... He's Starting been to... at the beginning of the season. He was he was he was the oh. best player on the team. Yeah, by, by far. By far. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he hit a wall, and that's fine. I'm not saying that it's it's you know, it, but honestly, ever since, you know, I think uh, there was one game I forget where it was, but he, he was, I didn't notice him once, and yeah. and you're seeing that more and more now that you're not noticing him on the ice. He's still talented. You still see him at times. Uh, he's not playing with the best line mates now either. I think they, they dropped him down to kind of spread up the offense. It's not an indictment on him. I'm not trashing him. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that when a young kid gets his first NHL call-up, you want them to, to be on a high. You don't want them to be struggling a little bit. And, and uh, you know, you saw it with Struble, right? Jaden Struble was playing his best hockey. They called him up. Joined, yeah. and, and seamless transition. And, and, you know, he might not even see the AHL again, uh, the way things are going. So I, I think that, I don't hate it. I don't think that's where we're gonna go. Yeah. Um, but but I, I think that you know he's obviously as his injuries pile up. But I, I'd rather see a guy like Mayet or especially Anderson. Um, I, I think that those are the guys that yeah are are, that are better options. Uh, but but I don't hate Josh. I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the NHL. But uh, <laughs> this I'm just in Jared Book <laughs> hates Joshua. I'm gonna edit that. And hates. Oh, Evan. Comes... I, I think I think I hear Matt Drake. Yeah, I was just right gonna now. say he's probably <laughs> yeah from New Brunswick. He's just gonna make his Acadian way right down. Um, uh, Evan B mentions last waiver claim was Adam Brooks. So what? Hab- oh yeah, right. That's true. The Habs claimed him, or they, he got claimed. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the Habs claimed him and then put him on waivers, and Vegas claimed him. That's true. Was I was I, I in a coma? Know. Like I, I don't remember any of this. Well, okay. he, he was a half for like a week. Like okay. let's be honest here. Fair like, enough. It, it, it's you know. Okay, fair enough. I, yeah. I didn't even remember Adam Brooks was a half until his name was. Just there you go. So, uh, yeah. Rat Gift will mentions uh, Rat just Gift not Grift mentions Sean Farrell as waiver waiver exempt. Yeah, I, I put him in the same boat as and kind of the same. He's reasoning. a better he's a better option than Joshua R right now. Uh, you know, I, I, he's been playing well. Yeah, although I, I will say this, Juan, the last few games has actually looked a lot better, but you're right. Yes. He's, he's like, he's just at the end. He basically had that huge crest plateaued, had a huge nosedive, and now he's coming out of his nosedive. That's Joshua Roy. Farrell... And, and honestly, all, all the players, all the young players on the Rocket, you mentioned Kidney before, Farrell, they're all starting to, to rise. You met yeah. Mayu, all those guys, yeah. they're starting they're finding to play the rhythm together. Yeah. Dobesh as well. Like, they're all starting to play well at the same time. And it's almost contagious. Like, every night, it's like, oh, that guy's playing well. That guy's playing well. And it, it, you're really noticing a difference. And credit to Jafar Sahul. He said, it's going to be rock and roll until Christmas. But after Christmas, that's where we're going to start playing well. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it they're playing their be best right. hockey of the yeah. year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he nailed it. I, I will say this because it's funny. The chat right now is turning on Will. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I have my problems with Will. Yeah, and me too. And he, it, call, he, called, he called the ascent. You know, he called it. He, well, yeah, absolutely. And that was to be expected too. I was expecting, I didn't mind the um, the migraines, the kind of, not migraines, but the growing pain, sorry, uh, with a team full of prospects, right? Like this isn't, you don't have, they didn't have a ton of, hired mercenaries like Laval usually have so that was to be expected to me and we'll see what the chat's saying about him but it's I feel like he maybe shies away from talent to really go into that like he'll take a Xavier Simoneau over a Yann Mishak nine out of ten times and you know what I would too but that applies to almost anyone that has that more of a like an all-out effort versus talent and I get it if the guy with talent isn't going to give that all-out effort you don't necessarily want him on the ice, but I feel like Ol skews a little more Michel Terrien in his player, in his yeah. roster selection, if that, well, if he, that he makes gives, sense. He gives, more rope, he gives more rope to a guy like William Trudeau than a guy like Matthias Norlander. They can make the exact same mistake. Okay, yeah. Norlander's the guy who suffers for it. Trudeau yeah. gets power play minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it just... He, I, and I he get loves it, his he floor, loves his grinders. He loves them. There, the, you know? the, the floor is higher on those guys. Like you know what to expect. And coaches, you ask any coach, they would rather have guys you you know what to expect yeah. from than guys with up and downs. Mm-hmm. But even these young guys are have ups and downs. The Seminoles, the Trudos, and that's nothing. I'm not. I don't want to insult them. Like they're good prospects. They're good players, but they get more leash uh, than than a guy like uh, like a Norlander uh, yeah. is an example, or even like a Heinemann, guys like that. So it, it's. I think that it's it's definitely the the, the the Laval eight coaches have been like that for a while. Joel Bouchard was similar to that too. Very uh, like Joel Bouchard. Let's be honest, he was a lot like me. He was just all talk, right? Like that's the thing. Like I used to remember you and me would come out of some of those of those. Uh, scrums and and people would be like damn those are great quotes and i'd be like okay yeah go back to three days ago go and i'd tell them go find the exact audio from three days ago play it over and you word for word the exact same quote about a different player like there was so many empty calories and k yeah. mentions in here i didn't actually see the comment though uh she says did you guys see jf Ull's comments on arbor i guess jack yes. and the weird completely unnecessary shot at justin baron no no but like this kind of I'm not surprised. What did he, it's did he, exactly what I was just talking what about. What did he say? What did he say? Uh, Jerry, so so ba- basically he's like, uh, Arbor, Arbor Jackeye is uh, undrafted, but you compare him to Justin Barron, who was a first-round pick, and Arbor Jackeye is like a first-round pick. <laughs> and just saying, like, Justin Barron, I think I think Arbor's better than Justin Barron was when he was here. Uh, and Barron was a first-round pick. Uh, just very unnecessary. <laughs> Did he, did he insult both I, of them there somehow? Is that did that like? I I, I don't think he meant to insult. He meant to Justin just say Barron. that, yeah, like a basic perception I just think he is meant nothing. To, he meant to praise. He meant to praise Arbor Jackeye because Justin Barron was then, excellent for JF Wood, like excellent. I think he's but he was and, yeah. better than Arbor's been, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and you know, like I'm not taking anything away from from Arbor, but I, like there's a reason why he went undrafted. Like he's a great find. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the Canadians are are running to the bank with him. Like it, it was an absolute heist. Yeah, but you know, he wasn't Justin Barron as a prospect. He wasn't Justin Barron. You know, at the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even you might even be ahead of Jet Barron at the same age. I, That's I a weird thing to say because Barron but... might be back in Laval. Like. You know, by the end of the year, they and might then... switch them up like like now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, um, it's, yeah. It, it's just it, it, he could have done it 
could have done it with, in a yeah, better way. With all the grace of a of a drunken bear, <laughs> did he approach that subject? I'll say there's always been something that rubs me a little the wrong way with Ul when it comes to the treatment of players that have talent. And uh, and that kind of concerns me when we're talking about the people that are developing. That being said, I think he actually did a great job last year pushing him to the playoffs. Emil Heidemann was a huge part of that. Um, and like, there's some good in Jeff. Well, I will say between him, um, the guy before him, Bouchard, and, uh, who was a nice guy before him, the really nice guy, terrible coach. Yes, Lefebvre. <laughs> between those three, I will take uh, Réjean Hull's son any day. Um, yeah, look, there's a lot more good than bad with Hull, let's be honest here. Yeah. And, and and look at how he's preparing guys for the NHL. Like, that's what you want from an NHL coach, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, You just want them... You can't, you can't take anything away from You him. just don't want them dunking on, on, like, some of your best prospects, like Baron. Um, Melissa Fournier-Martinez, smart comment here. Let the guys develop, and that's... I think that's what Jared was kind of getting at, too. And I think the Habs have actually done a pretty good job avoiding grabbing the best guys from the AHL. Um, you know, if you really wanted a, a guy that was going to come in and help the power play, you're going to call up Mayu. But they went with the, the stable guy, Struble. If you really wanted a guy that was going to score, you're going to bring up Joshua Roy, but they've been avoiding him like the plague. So I actually feel like the Habs have done a pretty good job not picking the best players from the AHL because they know it's not a year to throw them into the NHL. You know, last year they had no choice at the end of the year. But yeah, I think the Habs have overall have done a pretty good job not not raiding their own prospect cupboard, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and I think that another thing that's, that's happening is that they have a development plan for these players, Finally, right? Like, yeah. even when they're in the NHL, yeah. it, it's, it's, it, there's, there's, there's a thinking, there's a method to madness, right? Like, you know, I don't want to bring up Sapkowski, but I mean... But you will, the, but you're just about yeah, to. <laughs> um, but but I, I, like, there was, it didn't look very good for a long time, yeah. but... It's it, you know that you can see that they it wasn't it wasn't Kakenyemi right it it wasn't the same treatment they weren't healthy scratching him they weren't playing him five minutes a night mm-hmm. they weren't it, it was it was different like mm-hmm. it, it it might have not been optimal but you can see like it, it worked right like it, it it's it's Maybe. it's working it, it's okay. working now. that's it's working because listen for all the amazing uh, like <laughs> he's hardly ahead of his points piece from last year right like here's the other part I, I i think i'm the one that wrote about slavkovsky the most um and i think he's been doing and actually he he's made the biggest impact on that top line that's the cool part more than kirby doc which is absolutely fantastic and the big part for me is the forecheck he's still on on pace for about 30 points like that's... i mean part, part of that is because you know the the net is you know they're hitting more posts than anybody like i, I don't know yeah if but you could say that about every player right post. every player had bad line meets every player had rough shifts i'm just saying he's still on yeah. point he's still on pace for 30 points this year like let's you know what i mean let's maybe you, you know you know you know who he's almost passing in points though uh logan cooley i haven't checked his stats in a while is oh that... he's i think i think he's already ahead of cooley oh good but uh a, a certain yes and yemi Oh, is he? Um, who started the season on fire? <laughs> who, I got who started the season on fire, uh, yeah. and Yura is like two or three points, I think, behind Kakanyami right now. So, oh well, you know um, what? It's, it's, it's as I I talked to a few um, like high high end scouts when I was in Buffalo a couple of years ago, and I wanted to get their opinion on Kakanyami because I, I like I I really thought that it, it got personal, right? Obviously, with um, what's his face, the guy that made yeah, all hundred percent, the guy that made all his money off the uh, off scamming people with cars. What's the name of the owner of the Canes? There, um, 
Dundon? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. With yeah. those with those terrible rates that he gave people for cars. And he made a lot of money off that. Anyways, they got personal to him and Bergevin. Um, all the high-end, and one of them was an assistant GM. Um, they said, like, he's a really, really good third third line center. And that's what he's going to end up being, right? So it was kind of a... It was kind of a mid-off between the Habs and <laughs> and the and the Carolina Hurricanes. Let's just hope that I think Slavkovsky has the toolkit to be more than that. At least that's what we're all hoping for, right? Well, he's also younger than Kakinami. He's two points behind. Uh, Kakinami is sixteen points right now. But Slavkovsky two years younger, three years younger. So yeah, that's that evens out. Yeah. Evens out. But but, but I I think and you know you mentioned beginning personal. I don't want to get too much of on tangent here, but it got personal between Kakinami and Bergevin too. Oh right? yeah, big time. You, you, you don't you don't accept an offer sheet if you're happy where you are, right? If you're not trying to stick it to somebody, uh, you, you don't you don't do that either, right? So big time. Uh, I think I think it went bad on all counts. Uh, it wasn't just the ownership beef. I, Obviously, I, I, that was a bit apart. I still but, remember, yeah. and I was I was doing the Habs um, locker cleanout. So they, they they just tossed me on live, and I was on live on their Habs TV for like five hours, right? But you know me, motor mouth, no problem. The we were waiting for Kutkinemi, and they said they're having their meeting. Their meeting took two hours. <laughs> you know that that did not go well because um, like moments, and at the same time, at the exact same time, Joël Bouchard left his job actually. So within like a moment. He essentially lost Kutkinemi, and he knew it. That was, like, game over. Uh, he lost his AHL coach, and then he had to replace Danu. And, then, like, that... that Weber like, Price? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, Weber Price. That was just... Must have been the most meltdown moment of Marc Bergevin's life. And, like... And, 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 the, and the worst... The worst... I don't want to... I don't want to pile on Bergevin here. Oh, yeah, go for it, though. We, we, we mentioned all those guys, and you know who we replaced them with? Mike Kaufman, Christian Dvorak, and David Saval. Well, that brings us like, perfectly to our next topic. <laughs> and actually, Melissa brought it up. Um, oh, man, that Dvorak trade. Philip Bystead essentially ended up being that player who we're going to see him tomorrow play for Sweden. He's one of their best players. He's going to play in the World Juniors and also a second-round pick coming up this summer. Anyways, what's done is done. I've cried about this. That was probably the worst trade, one of the worst trades in Habs history. Not not the top 10. Um but as Melissa Fournier-Martinez in our chat says, uh, I think Dvorak's injury may change something in the trade ask. But that's just my totally uninformed opinion. Just vibes. Well, here, I'm going to throw some just vibes at you. We heard today Jake Allen is in play. Teams have asked for him. But when the Leafs were looking for a goalie, they tossed a seventh-round pick out there. And nobody took it. And that used to be good enough in the NHL to get it, to get a goalie. But things are complicated. There's goalies with a lot of salary cap. Jake Allen's probably one of the cheapest, best value ones out there, but Kent Hughes is holding on for his price. What do you think about an idea like this, getting a guy like Ryan Suzuki for, and I, I know we've mentioned it in other chats before, I like that idea for, for Jake Allen because, okay, yeah, you can go get a fifth round pick, eh, like if he turns into a Gallagher, that's one in a million, most of the time it turns into whoever the Habs drafted fifth in the fifth round pick for the last five years. Ryan Suzuki, to me, first of all, you're making... Uh, Nick happy uh, center and could help the AHL team and there's some potential there and he needs a new start am, am I just kind of dreaming that it might be something that it isn't because I feel like Ryan Suzuki would be a cool trade part uh, trade uh, uh, I, 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 I think I think you're onto something here right? and and it's not only because it's Ryan Suzuki mm. it's because Kent Hughes's M.O has been getting older prospects over draft picks right like uh, Alex Newhook uh, Kirby Doc um Emil Heineman, right? Instead of getting that second round pick or yeah, first he, round, Justin yeah. Barron. He wants to know, he want, he'd rather have like a guaranteed value. Even if the right. value isn't high, he'd rather know what it is. Yeah. 
and and the and the thing is too is it's kind of a market inefficiency because draft mm-hmm. picks are kind of like cars. Yeah. As soon as the pick is made, it mm-hmm. loses value, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, unless it's like a Connor Bedard or or, or something similar. Mm-hmm. As soon as the draft pick's made, it's like, oh, it, <laughs> it can't be anything anymore. It, you know, like, um, you know, you you mentioned Philip Bystead. Like, if I offered you a fir- a late first round pick or Philip Bystead, you take the late first round pick every day of the week. Right, like it's just the way GMs think. Yeah, a little bit. Right. I would like, actually take Bystead, you know. No, right, but yeah, that's you're how not GMs an think. GM, yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> Jeez, they really missed out. But yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, and that's it's really what he does try to do is get that that actual like a, a tangible value. Right, rather and, than and, the, and Ryan Suzuki was a first round pick. I don't think he has that type of value right now. No. So you know, if you're looking at a mid round pick or a guy who was a first round pick three years ago or so, yeah. Like I, I think that's a good a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not dissimilar to other trades that Kent Hughes has made, yeah. right? And he talks about the window, right? Like he mm-hmm. doesn't want to wait seven years for uh a, an eighteen year old to to come into this group when you know Caulfield's contract is almost expiring. Suzuki's was that a Mishkov? Uh, was that a shot at Mishkov or not? <laughs> not not necessarily, no. but yeah. but I I think that it's it's also part of the the, the termination of yeah of of what he wants, right? He doesn't want, and and I think you're going to see this a lot with the picks they have because they have a lot of picks. They have that Calgary first rounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think it's something that you're going to see maybe him trade, you know, a, a Nazar for Doc kind of kind of move. Um, Thing where you get a little bit older, sure product guy you can fit in. You know, Alex Newhook is is probably the the best example. I probably even better than Doc as an example because, you know, yes, Ethan Gautier um, would be would be nice in the prospect pool. Um, it's Gulayev the, that they drafted thirty first overall. The, yeah, oh, Mikhail Gulayev. Oh, he's gonna be good. I know you love him. Mark. He's gonna be good. He's Lane Hudson, know, but Russian. Oh, 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 he's gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 I, I think at the same time. There, there's a, a a reasoning behind it, which is we want somebody who's a little bit older mm-hmm. fit into our lineup right away. Obviously, it didn't work the out window, the right? Yeah, right. Yeah. But, I mean, look, if if this is like, it, there's no window on it. Like he's mm. building this prospect pool to be good even after the Suzuki contract, even after the Caulfield contract. Like yeah. it's not like a uh, it's not like a one and done window. Yeah, but let's not. That's the that's the window, right? That's the window. That you're looking at right otherwise you're looking at guys like sapkowski leading the way and then hudson and then you know like it, it starts to punt it down a little bit it becomes like buffalo right buffalo's rebuild is going pretty good now like not on the ice and the they NHL got great right pieces now. but yeah they have no no but that's what I mean, they pieces. have good pieces but but this rebuild started with jack eichel right and 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 they kind of had to redo a rebuild in the with, land you know, before and, time and, there yeah. no but, but that's the whole thing is like, yeah, is like you don't want to rebuild you your rebuild yeah you don't you don't want to be in a position where you're rebuilding and trading suzuki and caulfield to rebuild again yeah. right like no oh, that's it, a good point. it's 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 um it's gonna be interesting but yeah i, I would 100 percent do that in a second um, we also have, I believe it's from uh, NHL in the chat. Says, is, uh, I had a quick Google Translate on it, so I apologize. It was saying hello to our neighbors uh, and the Buffalo fan as well. So congratulations to the Buffalo fan who was saying Happy New Year uh, in our chat there, NHL. So I translated that real quick. Hey, I think Buffalo, and it's weird because I swear to God, Jared, they're the team every single year. I'm like, this is their year. Like, And I'm serious about it. I'm, I'm like darn serious about it. Buffalo's going to be good this year. I feel like it's coming, though. You know, we, we like we joke, but there's too much talent on that team. Yeah. And it's not like the Ottawa Senators where 
the centers have a ton of talent. I don't know if they have elite talent, but when you look guys like Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dalin, like to me, that's elite, elite talent, right? And uh, if uh, Devin Levi, who, by the way, I love the band, and there's a drummer called Levon Helm, and I it, it messes with my head because I've read Levon a thousand times in my life. Every time I want to call him Levon Devi, but <laughs> Devon Levi has that potential to be elite, right? So they have those elite pieces, at least. And to me, that's more important than like that depth. Which is kind of what, they and, and they also have. have those pieces coming, right? They have Matt Savoy, like they have yeah. guys that are like mm-hmm. legitimate, legitimate prospects still on the way. Yeah, I think they're in a better position than Ottawa and Detroit by far. Not only because of the Thompsons and the Dalines, but because they still have like Benson and, it's and still, Savoy. Yeah, yeah the like they're, they're yeah. still building that prospect pool. And you look at Rochester, Yuri Kulik, like a bunch of guys who are who are still not in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think there's too much talent there to fail. Uh, and and yeah, I think that they're the team that I'd rather be if you're looking at Ottawa, Detroit, Me Buffalo, too. that grouping. Yeah. Um, they're definitely a team I want to be. Although I still believe that God created Buffalo just to test fans, like just to see how far he could push them. Like his, That's like, just a football team, though. Yeah, yeah, well, hey, man, the Bills are like, I was looking, the Bills are still, they're okay, but they're still never going to get anywhere in the playoffs, right? That's just... So, sorry, sorry, Scoot Matla, if you're listening, but the Bills aren't getting anywhere in the playoffs. All right, let's check what the chat has to say. And we're going to jump soon. Don't forget to like the chat, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, if you like what you see, you can suggest guests and we'll get some guests on. We actually have Brian Wilde is coming on for the next show. So that should be fun. He never does any podcasts, but I asked him. Uh, we, we go way back. So Brian Wilde's going to jump on. Um, not the show where Andrew's on. I actually just completely ignored the next show, which is Saturday. Uh, the Habs are facing, I just read it a couple minutes ago. Anyways, Brian will be on the next time I'm on. And that's what's important here. Okay, uh, Trinka says Brock Caulfield. we got to go get Brock Caulfield. Yeah, sure, deal. But I don't know, can you trade for ECHL players? Is that is that a thing? Um, trade for Alex. The Rocket could. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, what should we name the show? Bros Before Bucks? Yeah, sure. That, that's, that is the theme tonight. Um Ratgift mentions Ryan Suzuki is in the final year of the ELC. Wouldn't you wonder what happens if extension talks go not so smoothly? Well, that's the other part too. If you're Carolina, I do know they like him though, and he's gone through a lot of injuries. But like, do you? I mean, I guess you give him another year. You give him the Yessi Yulinen treatment, right? You give him another year. But at that point, you know, if another team comes knocking with an opportunity, most even if Carolina and Montreal have their issues, which I, I think is dead now, right? Because Benjamin fucked off to LA and he got his deno finally. Um, you still, you make it happen. You, you, you don't hold a guy back, right? So if Ryan Suzuki and Nick Suzuki say like, hey, can we make it happen? I'm sure there's a deal to be there. Um, as Melissa mentions, wasn't it Dalin that Slaff annoyed a few times during the game? Was Oh yeah, at one point, I think he just tossed him. Um, I, I, I will say this, Rasmus Dahlin, in my opinion, I will say easily top five, maybe top three, probably not his best game though, right, Jared? No, any, look, I, 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 you know, the Canadians aren't that bad of a team, but anytime you look that bad against Canadians, it's not a very good night for you. Yeah. Um, Even though they won 6-1, and, and, like, like, I know Buffalo fans right now are probably thinking, what the hell is he talking about? I just think that for Rasmus Dahlin, the bar is like really really high in my opinion oh he's right he right. has to be elite. you know look, yeah. look the, the it's, it's like us discussing cole caulfield versus josh anderson right like yeah. they can have the exact same game of like oh what a great game for anderson and what a bad game for caulfield right mm-hmm. um it, it's it's the bar is higher for those guys mm-hmm. and and if you're not at that level it it shows and i think that yeah i mean late in the first period uh Subkovsky started i created a scoring a scoring chance there so i mean yeah not his best game 
He had but, a few one-timers. Yeah. That was fun to see some from Slavkovsky. Also, speaking of, of, of him in the offensive zone, I know he's, his forecheck was good, like we saw in Dallin, but he finally got his one-timer off a few times today, and that, to me, was interesting because I feel like it's not his strongest skill. Yeah, I, I think I think you're starting to see, you know, they're all pretty smart hockey players on that top line, and mm-hmm. I think you're starting to see them start to understand each other and how to play together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that creates more opportunities. And, and you know, you, yes, you want to see more production from them. But I mean, you know, last game they had great production. So, I mean, it, it, I'm not, I'm not too worried about this, um, but it, it's, yeah, it's not, not the, the best game, <laughs> I, not the best game to evaluate anybody on no. this team. Like, because it, as, just, as Kay mentioned in the bad. chat about, about, uh, about uh, San, um, Sandin is he got dunked on by Armia. Like, come on now. Like, how do you, <laughs> you know, you can't, there's no good you can take from Sandin. The moment you get dunked on by Armia, uh, especially a Finn, a Swede getting dunked on by Ar- a Finn, that's Armia. Man, that's like that's 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 pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, Jean Small mentions here, um, Morgan Frost would be available on the trade block. Tortorella doesn't like him. That's shocking. You're telling me John Tortorella doesn't like a hockey player? Wow. Um, doesn't like him. He has offensive potential. We need help at C. Should Hughes look at it? All right, let's check it out. Here's the thing. He's another middle lineup guy, right? Like he. Okay, Morgan, Morgan Frost is 24 years old. He has 11 points, 27 games. Last year, he had 46 points in 81 games. He's essentially, he'll get a point every two games, or you know, so he's a, a half a point per game player. He's okay. There's not nothing that really jumps out from his game that you'd be, you know, he's maybe shies away a little too much from the physical play. Uh, you know, if you can get him for good value, Jean, and Jean always suggests pretty interesting things in the chat, and this is another one that's interesting. We have to be realistic with who's available. I just, to me, Jared, I don't think, Guys like Morgan Frost really move the needle, right? Like, I, I think if you're going to add anyone, you go for guys that have a slightly higher... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Potential, which is what you were seeing, like, just just a little bit higher, like, with Newhawk, basically. Yeah, like, I think that it depends on what you're talking about, right? If you're, talking about, yeah. uh, uh, if you're talking about a really low, you know, risk addition, then guys like that are good to pile up. Yeah. But if you're talking about, like, your, that's your premium guy, uh you want to you want a little bit more mm-hmm. um so i mean it, it kind of it, it's kind of hard to to say exactly because we don't know what yeah he, he makes about 2.1 million yeah. yeah i'm guessing it wouldn't he, cost he's not much, he's but... not a bad he's a, yeah. he's a like it's one of those he's like a, he's okay. a, yeah he's better than a monahan or dvorak for this team mm-hmm. but i mean what are you willing to give up for that not, role not, right bu- bu- like bu- he's, bu- 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 he's not better than suzuki he's not better than doc he's probably not better than newhook so you're looking at like a maybe a second line winger upgrade on line Mitchell center. Stevens. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of time to upgrade on Mitchell Stevens, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fair. not a need. Like, you know, like, but he's available. That's, 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 that's the realistic part is that he's available, right? So, right. but you're right. We don't know what he what he's what they're asking for right now. From what I heard, Daniel Bria has been pretty Kent Hughes-ish in his approach. Like, he sets a price and he sticks to it. And so far, Daniel Bria's trades have been pretty darn good. Okay, they've been been begging for... Uh, before we get to the PWHL, I'm going to ask one last time if everyone could like the show. Jared, doing great. We bring him on after terrible losses, but we know 
that he's got the great commentary that can hold us through these terrible losses. We'll get to the PWHL. Um, Ratgift in the uh, chat is mentioning Dallas is not having a great night. Dwayne just got a second goal against them a few minutes ago. Jonathan Dwayne, and this warms my cold, dead heart, is playing very well for the Avalanche right now. And it almost... Makes me so happy. Right? It almost went south really quick. But he's one of the only guys who... I mean, a lot of people won't know this and they won't care, but I remember I was having a hard time. I mentioned on Twitter at one point when I was working for the Habs. It was actually with the Habs I was having a hard time. And he, Dwayne came to me and he, he, like, he had a nice long conversation. He was just very, very nice. And me and him bonded on a lot of what, you know, how the sausage is made. Let's, let's put it that way, behind the scenes. How it can get ugly sometimes and how the human kind of gets thrown out of it. And uh, that was really important to me. So uh, I know I'm, I'm, uh, there's bias in my case, but I really like Jonathan Dwayne. I'm just happy to see him happy that like it just warms my cold dead heart because he went through so much bullshit in montreal um it's just i'm just just happy to see him get a chance to be you know to go back to what made him fall in love with the game again right like that's what he lost when he was in montreal and the media was way too harsh on him the fans were way too harsh on him so i'm just really happy to see the i think it's like 10 points in his last seven games or something which is great yeah, no, very, very happy, very happy for him. Um, I, I always thought that he had a got a raw deal here. Uh, it wasn't his fault that he was treated as the next uh, yeah, Messiah. He didn't trade for himself. Um, and 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 he 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 showed us who he was, and a lot of fans and media refused to believe that. And I'll just leave it at that. That's a really that's a great quote. Yeah, you you summed up what I was trying to babble through for a while. Hey, he's half a point per game, six goals, twelve assists, and thirty six games for. He's been half a point a game for like the last five years. That's the other part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 you get what you pay for, right? That's what five million gets you. Believe it or not, in the NHL nowadays, is about half a point per game, right? So, anyways, let's get to. What, in my opinion, was the coolest thing we've seen in the last little while. Um, I hope Marcus saw the post. Okay, so let's let's talk about the PWHL. <laughs> there was a lot of fun going on. Obviously, we saw um, Marie-Philippe Poulain got to uh, celebrate with her fiancé there. Uh, as, um, and, and Laura Stacey. Yeah, Laura. No, but to me, it's Marcus. That <laughs> For those that didn't understand, someone mentioned she was... <laughs> she was uh, celebrating with 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 Stacy, who they've been fiancéed for. Well, actually, not. It's been they've been going out for a long summer. time. But it happened they, the summer. Happened yeah, the summer. yeah. But they've been going out for 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 years now. You know, like it's it's been quite well known in the women's hockey circles. And <laughs> and one guy came in with the hey, I don't. What do you mean, her fiance? I don't see him. Is he behind the glass? <laughs> and then the next person was like, they're they're gay, Marcus. They're gay. You know, <laughs> like just. Welcome to the reality. Uh, it was pretty darn funny, and even the PWHL accounts were making fun of it too. So, anyhow, if you see a, I hope Marcus sees this post that is in reference of him not understanding that uh, uh, that the best female hockey player is mar- is going to marry one of the other very good female hockey players in the PWHL. But hey. What was the coolest part for you? Because, man, the hockey was great. The fans were great. People were even criticizing Boston. But, Jared, they had, they had a good amount of fans there. Just it wasn't, a, it wasn't a sellout, right, like, uh, like we saw in Toronto, like we saw in Ottawa. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting mad that, like, they got, like, two, 3,000 people. Like, in the, in, like, five years ago, that would be like, oh, my God, that's, that's insane. Um, Buffalo used to get – Boston used to get 300 people maybe, eh? Like, maybe yeah. 150. You know, the um, old arena was a was the practice facility. So picture like Boisal, um if you're, um, you know, if you're in Montreal, I've ever been there. Seen the arena, like seats maybe maybe five hundred, six hundred people, mm-hmm. and they sold out there. But I mean, we're we're judging on a scale now. And you know, I saw in the chat, my you know, 
what was my my top ten my top moments. My top moment is that this is becoming normal, right? Like the, the so stat. I, I've been I've been covering pro women's hockey for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, the standards have gotten so high now that it's it's just like getting mad that they got a couple thousand people in a game and are <laughs> empty seats. Like that's the standard now. Are you kidding me? Um, look, it, it's the coolest thing that I saw over the weekend. I was in Ottawa for, for Montreal's first game. I always say over the weekend, but it was really a Tuesday. But anyway, uh, I was there. I go into a restaurant. I'm waiting for my meal. The TV has uh, CTV national news uh, on it. They're talking to somebody in the arena It was you know, in the afternoon. And they're talking about And these two guys behind me. Um, not too old, not too young. Like I'd say, you know, in their thirties, um, in their thirties, mm-hmm. see, see what's going on. They're like, Ottawa has a PWHL team. Cool. Awesome. I yeah. saw the game last night, uh, yesterday with Toronto, New York, like people like just, just talking clicked. about yeah, women's yeah. hockey. Yeah. It, it, look, visibility has always been like a buzzword that was used. Like we need more visibility. <laughs> I didn't understand it even being in it, mm-hmm. but the fact that. You can watch RDS, and in the intermission, they're talking to Danielle Sovajo and showing highlights. And she's so smart. Like oh, we're so lucky. My, mind blown. Like mm-hmm. it's it's becoming natural to talk about women's hockey, and that is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why it just it feels different. And 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 there's people who are coming to me who are talking about women's hockey who I didn't even know liked hockey. Never mind women's hockey. And and, and I think that's what happens when you have games on cbc and rds and tsn and sportsnet it's visible it's it's there Mm -hmm. and and i think that's that's the coolest thing for me as someone who's been around in a while is that it's it's now becoming just normal right and and i was i was there in ottawa it was a great crowd and the the thing that that hit me as after the game Mm -hmm. is like this is game one of the season. Like I'm used to big events and, and Mark, you've been there for Clarkson cups yep. where it's a big like event, three, yeah. you know, everyone shows up and then the season's over and everyone forgets about it. This was like the opposite. This is game one of the season. Montreal plays on Saturday and then they play again on Wednesday and then they have their home opener a week out. Like, are there tickets by the way available? Cause like, I'm going to try, I know the Habs are playing, which I, I can't, I can't fault them, but I want to sneak in somehow. I want to go watch the game real quick, but I didn't even get tickets, and I think I might the, be the, shit the out first, of luck. The first two games, the first two games in Verdun are sold out. Um, I'm gonna have to go media style for this one. I'm gonna have to <laughs> sneak it, but then yeah, I can't cheer. Yeah, oh. it, that, that's that's the thing is like Toronto, Toronto, it, like they sold out their entire season in like a, a couple of hours. Good. Good. And and it's good, but it's also like people are like oh I lost interest now. <laughs> like it, it's it's I I don't really can't, like you, you don't lose interest like if that's you know if no, no. you don't you're not in the building it's not a big deal but that just shows you like it's crazy there's, like there's a game yeah uh th- there's a game at the end of the season against toronto and there's like very few seats left like it's oh, that's cool man. it's 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 really cool and there's games at Place bell like if you're if you haven't gotten tickets yet there's still tickets don't get discouraged Place bell still has a bunch of tickets available mm-hmm. um you know there's, there's reports that minnesota is going to beat ottawa's record uh, on Saturday at their home opener. Cool man. Um, record beating after record beating after that's amazing. And that's, and yeah. and hey, look, Plas Bell holds more people than yeah. what Minnesota's expecting. So um, you know, Montreal has always been a good And the Laval fans are crazy too, right? They're already much louder than the Montreal fans, let's be honest. So Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be very it's it's just fun. It, it's just fun for me because it, it's 
I know what those players have gone through. I know what they fought through for the last five years. Yeah. Uh, and and it's it's been tough for them. Uh, and and like you see the emotion in their face, and and you see like their posts on Instagram, and just how happy they are. Like, um, you know, Malika Poulain is somebody who doesn't really show her emotions a lot. Um, She's very stoic. You yeah. know, and yep. and she like posts on Instagram like. Uh, we we did it, little one, and she posted a picture of herself when she was a kid playing hockey, like stuff like that. Like, it, it it's 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 much. You realize how big it is when you see their reactions to it. Like, th- there's not much in hockey that Magnifique Poulain hasn't done. Like, and and for her to be that um, pumped up, about excited it, for yeah. it, it, it's 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 a big difference and it make like we spoke to stan Kasten, uh who's like the the president of the dodgers he's the guy that mark walter you know gave you know said hey start the women's hockey league i'll give you the money you make it work like literally you know, he talking. opened his coffers there like yeah that's the other part which yeah, I, yeah. I i laugh at is people are like well they're gonna ask for more money from the nhl Pff, bitch they have nothing to do with the nhl they have more money than the nhl stop worrying like stop the, the stop picturing part, them failing because they have yeah. way more backing than the nhl do money wise so yeah, yeah. The, the, the funniest part about about this is like they 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 are giving basically their broadcast away for free yeah uh they their, their merchandise launch did not go as planned there's people who want to buy stuff who can't or are yeah, interested in and, what they have yeah and, and and the funny part is they don't even care like they're not in it for like th- there is not a care in the world that they make money this season yeah they do they really and, want and the rollout to go that, well the players to be protected like, and the product to be good they, they are completely yeah i i i i don't have a source on this i haven't I don't have anybody. Sor- on the trust me, bro. This. Your source is. But trust I would me, bro. say, <laughs> I would say that they are surprised by how big the demand is. Well, well, I'll tell I you. I don't think. Man, the fifteen thousand people. There were more people watching the Minnesota Boston game live than the Ottawa Montreal game, right? I think at the live, the highest peak for the Montreal game was sixteen thousand, and at one point we're at nineteen thousand. The Minnesota game, and these are listen. I don't want to disrespect Minnesota and Boston. They're huge hockey towns, but they're not huge women's hockey towns. As big as Montreal, let's put it that way. Montreal always had way... Okay, actually, Minnesota's had a long history there, but Boston always had uh, an issue with, with their with their attendance. I will say this. They blew me out of the water with the amount of people that showed up and the people that were watching it live. We're talking about 16, 18, 19,000 people live. That's a huge amount. Uh, I, saw, I saw numbers uh, for the Montreal-Ottawa game, which was... By, remember, opposite of Habs game. Mm-hmm. Habs game was on RDS. Yeah. Women's hockey was on RDS too. Women's hockey, uh, PWHL got 150,000 people average. Are you talking the about Habs just the, got fi- the, the stream or the RDS? No, RDS. Okay. 150,000 people average. Yeah. Uh, the Habs game had 500,000 people average. That's, that's huge for the PWHL. <laughs> like the, the fact the fact that we are, we are even that close. Like, like it, the, it, the it, Alouettes, like the it, Alouettes got that, they would be doing backflips. It's 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 unbelievable to see the support, yeah. um, and and it's 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 great to see. It really is like people are talking about it, and I think the biggest thing is just naturalizing talking about it. Like yeah. us talking about this, like you know, we, we would talk about this about the CWHL, but we wouldn't have people in the chat asking questions. We wouldn't have True. people in the chat True. caring yeah. about this. Yeah. Um. You know. You know. Me. Me and you can talk about women's hockey. And we have. Forever. That's the other part. We, we, we do have. it for like five or six hours at a time. But that's. And and you're right. I I was always a little bit afraid to bring it out into the like this is a Habs post game chat, but no one's complaining. Actually, our numbers are going up. So you know, it, it, I I get what you mean there. And even even the other part is. Um, there was 120,000 people that viewed it just on YouTube, the Montreal game. So add that to the mm-hmm. SDS numbers. 
you know, you're looking at plus about, TSN, plus, plus a TSN, TSN yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so it's Montreal, Ottawa, right? So you crazy. know, there's yeah. a lot of watching it. Like there, there's a lot of people who are francophone who watch in English and vice versa. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, yeah, it's just unbelievable. And plus, you know, it's in Ottawa. There are a lot of Montreal fans there. Not, not, you know, there was mostly Ottawa fans there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, out of the eighty three hundred, but there was about was a good you know, a thousand, of, yeah. uh, at least about which a is cool. thousand people traveling Montreal, fans, yeah. So. I'll say this: Sonny, I might become yeah, an Ottawa is. fan, though. I might become an Ottawa fan. So I love Brienne Jenner, and I called her Emily Mashmeyer the other day. But <laughs> whoops, I was really <laughs> tired. I was so I, tired. I, I, I love, I love a bunch of the Ottawa people. But Emery and Mashmeyer, I mean, come on, like, come on. How can she's you, great. She's. I, I like, look. I, I've, I've talked to her about um, a lot of hard times in her hockey career. Yeah, um, and it's just so cool to see them finally on just, the. I have I have lots of time for for Emirates. I, I I like one of the nicest people I've ever talked to. Yeah, yeah. Um, they all are. Ottawa has a good group. Car- Carla McLeod blew me away um, after a game on Tuesday. Um, you know, th- she was she was so giddy and happy after a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's like, scoreboard doesn't matter. Yeah, like just look you at see the... the people out there, uh, and and you're, like she's, that's, you're talking that's about the just... Ottawa coach, right? Ottawa coach, yeah. yeah. Ottawa coach Carla McLeod, like just unbelievable like she's like and she but the key part she said there and this is something that you know i kind of find feel weird sort of doing it but is saying like keep the media attention on it like she's essentially saying like we need you guys here every single damn game and that's so big a big part of it too right because right now we're on that crest but once Mm -hmm. you know once the wave falls we still have to keep pushing forward and you right now i think we have to give tons of credit to rds they've done an amazing job covering it a lot of the french side has done a fantastic job covering it tsn jumping in there the french french side has always done a great job fantastic job with women's hockey yeah look at la presse yeah They've done a really good job. Yeah. And now we're seeing, and Sportsnet and TSN aren't fighting, right? From what I've seen, they like they split the games, right? That's the whole thing. The That's PWHL, beautiful. They hate the, each the other. PW... These companies hate each other, and they split the, the, the games. The PWHL is is distributing these games. They're the ones producing it, so oh, they are the ones that hire so the broadcasters. The, oh, smart. So oh. you, if when you're watching on LDS, or you're watching on TSN, mm-hmm. everyone has the same feed as what you're watching on YouTube. Okay. So it's. So what's happening there is that they're just distributing it, and credit to TSN Sportsnet, they CBC, TSN Sportsnet all showed the first game Toronto New York. Love it. Um, and, and so and, and it was and it was live in the states too. I know that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, and Nesson, Nesson had I think, it. Yeah, and yeah. MSG and yeah, like that's great. So all these numbers. A, every were, team yeah. has a regional TV deal. Mm-hmm. Like that's like I when when Stan Kasten said that. Uh, that's they, so big it, that most of the games would be on TV. I'm like, okay, yeah, buddy. Okay, sure. And that's what I remember. Sure Emily, enough, yeah, Emily Bunton. Remember last year she was saying it was Emily, right? Uh, uh, Hannah Bunton. Uh, Hannah, Hannah, sorry. Bunton. She's yeah. yeah. That that one was that one. I just made a mistake. Uh, she was saying last year she's like, hey man, like how did how did you guys fall in love with male hockey players? And I was like, well, I saw Marcus Naslin skate and score goals, and like it wasn't clicking in my head. I'm like, well, then I saw Patrick Roy save a lot of bucks. Like, so what's the big deal? She's like, yeah, where did you see the mark? You know, like she's obviously much smarter than I was. I was like, oh, well, on TV. And then she's like, oh, there you go. You just connected the dots. You know, you just connected the dots to how you build long-term fans. And, and I've always said that the PWHL or the CWHL before it, if you go to a game, you're going to fall in love, but you still need that outlet so the fact that there's tv games oh absolutely just fantastic for for the fans and i'll say this it's, it's cool for people like you jared because you've been a legitimate supporter of women's hockey for before we were even talking about you know these the two leagues in the united states and canada you were following concordia you know you were you were a lot of these people 
you saw play uh, in the Quebec leagues and you followed them in the NCAA. And it's really cool to see I'll be, probably the person that put the most effort into covering women's hockey. There's a couple people that I could probably name, uh, but you in particular, it's cool to see you finally get that chance to really, you know, sink, sink your teeth into it because it wasn't always easy and it cost money to cover women's hockey for many, many years. I remember going to Ottawa, uh, going to Toronto with you. I mean, those cost, they cost us money to go cover the games. Let's be perfectly honest. I went to three Clarkson Cups. I'm sure you went to more and they cost me money every time. I like, I don't, I'm not, I, I didn't submit my bills and I don't want to whine about it, but it wasn't the most profitable venue. It wasn't the most, uh, you know, the venue with the, the, the brightest future. So to see now that is blossoming, I think, and it's, and it's not just you, man. It's seeing <laughs> Caroline Moilette has been melting. Stuck in, stuck in locker rooms and st stuck in the changing rooms for, for actors and yeah. um, watching award shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a ride, uh, not having press boxes and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of Remember in Toronto when for the, I believe it was a semifinal, but they, um, they locked the popcorn counter on us and like they were like, fuck you, there's no, you guys don't get no ice cream. Game. It was yeah. an Ultra game. Yeah, always the all star game. game. They, they locked the fridges. The, yeah, the, yeah. the fridges in the press box were locked because they had a Leafs game. That, that and then, night. yeah, and then like they're like, you guys get out the site. Like the buzzer goes out, and there was a person waiting with like a shock, like a shock rifle. Like get out, get out of here. You know, I was we were, uh, we were doing post game interviews, and they were kicking us. Yeah, out. and I was covering um, the yeah. Habs game after, and even then they wanted me to leave, and I was like, well, like here's my like Montreal accreditation, and like okay, you stay. The rest of you filthy people, get out of here. Anyways, it's been a long road, and and and, and there's so many people. Like I, I wish. Meg Hewings. I don't know if she's around or she's watching it, but a lot of this. She was. She was. She was at the the first Good. game with, with uh, a bunch what? of a bunch of the the, the Canadian. Uh, Big fan of her. Big... All, all timers. All, um, she was. She was there. Um, so yeah, there, there's. It, it's. It, it's. Uh, it's. It's nice to know. It, it's nice that everything is 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 here for them because I mean, um, Gina Hefford. I, I have a, I have a story coming on Eisner Prize tomorrow um, mm -hmm. about about all of this as well, and, and she said that we have to look at the previous leagues not as failures, but as lessons. necessary things that yeah. got us to this point. Yeah. And and I think that that's. I mean, she's played in three of those leagues. She was the mm -hmm. commissioner of one of those leagues. Yeah. Um, she she knows, she's been around the block, right? And, and I think that that's. Um, that's really key, and and one the, the one thing that really stuck out to me um, over my week in Ottawa or week a couple of days in Ottawa, um, Stan Caston, who is the we we got sidetracked when I first mentioned him, um, president of, you know on the board president of Dodgers, um, used to work for the Thrashers and, and the Braves and uh, the Washington Nationals as well. He was kind of the guy who's been putting this together, mm -hmm. uh, and and he was talking about you know someone asked about the logos and the team names and stuff like that. And he's like, listen, we, we had six months to get this league running. We, there were some things that we know have to get done, but there were some things that we needed to get done first. Mm -hmm. And he's like, the one thing that we had to do was get the hockey right. And then he stopped and he got emotional, choked up. And he's like, we got the hockey yeah. right. And he's like, these girls have been working, They're waiting for this. The most talented so players long. available, all and, in one area. And, and yeah. for someone, and, and for someone like him, mm -hmm. who is coming out of this baseball world, not really in the women's hockey world at all. We can tell how. But to have someone like that championing, yeah. championing for the players alongside Billie Jean um, King, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, like th that's that's what the, that's who's running this. That's who's running these things. Is someone who's 
literally getting choked up talking about that. how happy that. he is yeah. for, for the players. And it's just that that's when it hit me like, okay, these people get it. Yeah. Like it's not just that's why I'm not worried. Money. That's why I'm not worried when yeah. people start saying like, oh, we'll, we'll see you in a few months. Like, no, man, there's no issue. There's no issue. There's no pressure. And, and these well, we'll women... see. In, we'll see in a few months when every every rink is selling out games. Yeah. And, well, that's and the thing. The, the TV numbers are going even higher and higher. Like, but it's just it's, it's fun that there's no pressure. Yeah. There's no epée de Damoclès there that's just sitting there. That's like, hey, you know, this could go wrong tomorrow. And and for the first time, right. these elite women athletes don't have to stress out constantly. Like they, they still have to. Out, outdo every single male athlete by just you know working 10 times harder yeah. and having a, a better background but they don't have to worry that tomorrow the league's gone and, and i know that's sounds... we talk about investment we talk about investment into women's hockey this is an investment they're not looking to sell no. they're not looking to make it yeah. attractive yeah. to yeah. buyers they're, they're not even building looking a foundation to make it attractive yeah. to the yeah. sponsors like they they literally are just putting the money in i love it and they know that eventually they'll get something out of it and and that's the biggest difference that this is a real investment like they're they're in it for the long haul and like it, it's it's just it's it's fun to see like it's not perfect there's going to be mistakes and, and they admit this as well like it, mm -hmm. it's not like i'm yeah. um you know saying anything that they're not saying uh that they're going to make mistakes and, and stan Kasson said he's like we're going to learn something from every ticket we sell and every that's ticket key. we don't sell yeah there we go that's key right and i, and, like and I, and I think that it's a bit of an they, honest they attitude get yeah. it yeah Honest but, attitude and just knowing that listen, this this season starting in January, ending in May, like this season isn't it's year one, mm -hmm. but judge them based on next October. Yeah, there you go. Right? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like and, and everything that's going on now, you know, yes, there's no team names, there's no logos. It matters, but in it six won't, months from now, no it won't. Gonna in 20 years, no one's going to... Well, here's the other part. And then you know that me, I think it was a big mistake, personally. But that being said, because again, like the Southern, the Southern Alabama minor slow pitch league, like started with team names and logos. But that being said, that being said, in 20 years, it won't matter, right? And what they're doing now is they're creating a safety, a, a, an, a, an environment where these athletes can be at their best. And these athletes have never had that environment. So that's why it's so damn important. And, and, and look, if the option was getting team names to start and starting next October or having hockey for these six <clears> months, I don't know. The answer is always... I don't know. I might have been but hey, hey, listen. There's a reason why why the Walters are are billionaires, <laughs> and, and I'm not so much. And and also, hey, Trizak or no, was it Trinka? Who's uh, same person? Who apparently I'm not gonna mix them up when I meet in person. And I haven't. I have a pretty good idea why. Um, I didn't do enough trades tonight. I'm getting to. I didn't do enough trades. So, who who? If you're well, there you go. We can solve. We can stone two two birds at once, as Ricky would say, and Trailer Park Boys. Who should the Canadian target in a trade? Ooh, I was looking at their defense. Eh, it's not. It's okay. It's not. It's not great. Yeah, their their defense is the weak point. Yeah. Um, but but they're they're built to the score goals. Um, you know you know who could really help the Canadians is is probably Anne-René Desbiens. Um, mm. if we're being honest. Here. Uh, but um, uh, you want a goalie? No, I'm. I'm is Desbiens gonna? Um... <laughs> what's the what's the deal there? Oh, she's 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 great. She's the best in the world. Yeah, but is she actually um, she's playing. She's not. She's not playing, right? She's like a, a like an. No, she's playing. She, she's, oh, okay. she's a Montreal starter. She's a Montreal starter. Wait, uh, am I, I thinking I, about I that? Was... Asking if I'm in Montreal. Yes, I'm in Montreal. Yes, Jared is from Montreal, and, I'll, 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 and yeah. we're gonna wrap up because it's been about an hour. But um, Jared, when I first started coming up to do like the morning show with uh, TSN for six ninety, um, 
he and his beautiful wife Shanna would allow me to crash there. So I would stay up way too late and get up way too early. Like I stay up to like 3 a.m., wake up at 4 a.m., bolt out of there, go to 690, come back, crash, just confusingly. And then about a week later, I disappeared. So either way, there's some of the, the nicest and the, the, the best people that I've ever met in Montreal. And I probably owe them a few more visits, especially with their beautiful daughter. But uh, no, Jared's in Montreal, Shana's in Montreal, and they are great, great people. I'm talking like really, really good people. Hell, I know Jared's mother-in-law quite well, actually, to that to that point there, you know. And she's she's great because she calls me on my shit constantly. She constantly calls me on my bullshit. So I'm a big fan of your mother-in-law. I don't know. I, actually, we're not going to put it on video. I was about to ask you, are you a big fan of your mother-in-law? Or we're not going to put that on video. Not this way. I, I, I am. I am. I <laughs> am. There you go. Smart. All right. Um, so, de bien, man, here's the thing is that uh, I would like Mashmire in Montreal, if I'm being perfectly honest. So what if we do, like, de bien for Mashmire? And who did they throw in there? Who could they throw in? Can't throw in that. Jenner's too heavy to throw, too too big to throw in there. We're going to make a trade. <laughs> yeah. Just their captain and their starting goal. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. No, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> You know, huh? Jake Allen for Austin Matthews, and uh, you know why not? Yeah, and we'll do it. And, and, oh, no, and gonna, yeah, exactly. I know they don't have a goalie that was good as Debian or uh, or Mashmeyer. That's the issue with Toronto. All right, that was. Uh, and again, thank you so much for for we. This is what happens with me and Jared. We can talk. Okay, we're over an hour. I wanted to keep it at forty minutes. We we go back. We'll go in his backyard and we'll talk women's hockey for hours and hours and hours at a time. So maybe at one point we're going to have to run a podcast in that sense. But I encourage everyone, watch the PWHL games. Um, you know, go to them if you can. Support them. Share the clips online. That's how people fall in love with this game. And it's fantastic hockey. The favorite thing for me is when I see people watch it for the first time. And and it's mostly guys will be like, hmm, man, they can actually shoot, eh? So Sophia Kunin yesterday had one of the nicest releases I've seen in a while. And I just had great release. And I had like three or four people DM me and they're like, damn. Them girls can shoot. Like, yes, them girls can shoot. Absolutely. Uh, they're rough. Um, they're good skaters. They're fun to watch. So if you get a chance, watch PWHL, Montreal, Ottawa. And the only team right now that hasn't scored a goal in the PWHL is... Toronto. Toronto. So we, <laughs> we can all dunk on the Toronto PWHL team because... Um, Historically, they will be officially the last team to, to have to score their first goal. So, as per usual, sadness follows in Toronto. I want to thank absolutely everyone. Kay's going to bed. Well, hey, it's time for all of us to wrap up. Thank you, everyone that listened to the podcast. Jared, where can they find you? Uh, at Twitter, Jared Book. Um, have the eyes on the prize, uh, dot com. Centre uh, 2102. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. If, if if there's a women's hockey in Montreal, odds are I'm probably gonna be there too. So yeah, absolutely. You can um, go up to them and, and talk to them, talk hockey because nobody knows women's hockey as well. Well, there's a couple people, but Jared's right up there for for knowledge of women's hockey. That is it for us tonight. Andrew's gonna be on. Hey, you're getting a break from me. Andrew gave me a break during the holidays. I give him a little break after the New Year's, and I think he's back in next. So he's gonna be there Saturday when the Canadians play. Who is it? Who are they playing against? I, I wrote it down just the other. Anyways. I have a great memory here, but they're going to be playing someone on Saturday. <laughs> and uh, just join us right after that game. Merci, Melissa. Merci, Trinka. Merci, Kay. Merci, Saltidan. Trizak and Trinka. I know you're two different people. Merci, Jean. Merci, everyone that actually tuned in. And as per usual, we're going to end it the same way. We're going to thank Jared for his time. And we're going to say bye, Claire. Salut. Bye, Claire. Yeah!